So, here's the thing. Um, this is our first time streaming here. Yes, I took two accounting classes, as I was saying, uh, and I took corporate financial management, which also included a lot of accounting, which was just an awful class, if I'm honest with Sounds you. Sounds super exciting. <laughs> uh, the, the thing about accounting is it taught me a lesson. Like, it taught me a very important lesson. And it, it, and it was the first class I ever took in college or ever where um, I felt like I actually had to put in the work to get the grade. Yeah. Like a lot of classes, you know, uh, maybe stats in high school, AP stats, you know, I had, you have to put in a lot of work. But like I never uh, like it, it was just understood, right? Like you understood it was always like very well known that when you took stats, your homework would be three problems and it would take you three hours or something, right? Like that that's just something that we, we all kind of understood. Um, yeah. But the... <laughs> The issue uh, was with accounting, and I did not expect that we would be required to do the work we actually had to do in accounting. And uh, after, so I was taking online classes. They're all eight-week classes. After three weeks in the class, I had a 40% in the class. And I've never I've never had a grade that low in my entire life. And so uh, I... <laughs> I spent eight hours every Sunday doing accounting uh, for the f- rest of the five weeks, and I passed with a B minus. But Jesus, man, I I didn't expect to have to put in eight hours of work in a single day every week in that class. Not to mention the you know the regular discussions that you have to participate in in online school and everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was a, accounting was a big eye opener for me. Uh, and I guess we're only talking about that because of the name of the podcast, the Nerd Ledger. Uh, and yes, we had to do, we had to do, uh, journal ledgers and everything in accounting. Uh, but yeah, we are, the one I did was just old school ledger Excel accounting and that's what you did too. And I, I don't know how you did it, but I gave up. It it made me feel like an idiot too, because all it is is adding and subtracting. That's all it is. That's all accounting really. Yeah, (laughs) it it is. But you know, having to, having to calculate like depreciation and things like that. And, uh, it's just, you know, it can be a lot. Um, accounting two was way funner, more fun to me than accounting one. It was way easier for me. Corporate financial management was an actual fucking nightmare because it's like the actual application of 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 accounting, including other financial uh, things that are just so annoying to me. But anyway, mm-hmm. I work corporate <laughs> now and uh, don't do finance, so that's okay. Uh, I do uh, problem solving stuff for. Uh, shipping and receiving uh goods at grocery stores so um but yeah anyway uh this is our first uh stream slash podcast on the nerd ledger i've rebranded my across the stars podcast as the nerd ledger as well so whenever we're done here i'll turn this audio into a podcast file and upload it so then people can have that as well uh to just listen to um so yeah it's uh, very exciting for us now to uh, to be here uh, on this channel. I'll still have my other channel, but it'll just be for, like, playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and shit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, this, this today, we're obviously, we're going to talk about Justice League, the Snyder Cut, or Snyder Cut, uh, yep. Zack Snyder's Justice League, as it's been uh, promoted as uh, through social media and whatever, and that's what it's on, what it is on HBO Max. Yeah. It's hard for me because I had to battle between two things in my mind when thinking about how I'd want to discuss this. And one of them was, 
do I want to ignore all the bullshit surrounding the movie? Uh, all the drama, all the, the 2017 version, the the Ray Fisher stuff, all the bullshit surrounding the movie, all the myths about how the movie came to be, all that shit, uh, and just talk about the movie itself? Or do I have to make this as accessible as possible for everyone who maybe don't understand the history, who are interested in it, instead of just assuming people are all tired of that shit too? Uh yeah. And I, I haven't really come to a conclusion on it yet, but where I'm at right now is I think it's important to try not to upset people because people are getting real upset about this shit um, yeah. from what I've seen well, online. When you're on the internet, people are, it's always people getting upset. That's right. all it is these days. So, uh, you know. so, so people are either mad that other people are saying that the movie isn't much different uh, but the mental gymnastics people are going through to justify their positions is really uh, extraordinary to me. Um, mm. Let me put it to you this way. Obviously, it's not the same movie because it's a four-hour movie, and the other one was a two-hour movie. But the plot of the movie is the same exact plot. Nothing has changed that. What has changed is that we have we have allowed the plot to breathe. We have We have been mm. given four hours of time to allow there to be space for things to breathe, for to allow the story to flourish, to not feel hollow like it did before. And I didn't hate the 2017 version like a lot of people did. I know you have to, you know, have all this context and justify your, you know, whatever now and say, I'm not a fan of Snyder, but this was good and blah, blah. Like, it's all bullshit to me. It's all bullshit surrounding noise. This is a four-hour cut of a movie that works because it's four hours. And honestly... Uh, look, a lot of context makes a huge difference. And that's what this film adds. It adds a lot of context. And that's one of the reasons why it, it's so much better than the 2017 version. It mm. also, um, uh, geez, it's, it's difficult because again, like it's, if you got this movie in 2017 from Zack Snyder, it would have been two hours long, and it would have not been great. I'm just saying that now. Uh, the The pacing of this movie for being four hours was very good. I never felt bored. I never felt like I was sitting through a four-hour movie, honestly. Like, it did feel like it kind of went by pretty quick, you know? Uh, and that's just, you know, I'm just giving my, my uh, point of view right now, and then, uh, you know, I'll let you uh, speak on it as well. Uh, yep. But... You know, for it's hard. It's hard because you want to sing the praises of the film for being what it is, and you want to uh, give it give it credit. And obviously, it, it deserves the credit. And and the people who have you know spent the money for HBO Max to watch this in extraordinary numbers deserves to be recognized and all that stuff. But mm. the the problem with all this stuff is it's always surrounded by so much bullshit, right? Like. Today is cancel HBO Max Day and all this shit because Warner Brothers has said they're not continuing with Zack Snyder, which they said weeks and months ago, and and which Zack Snyder said he knows, and which Zack Snyder has acknowledged that his version of this movie is not canon and Whedon's is and blah, blah, blah. But now everybody's mad about it today, and I just don't get it. Um, and, and I wish we could just allow this to be positive and happy that we got something that, to be honest we didn't necessarily deserve or we didn't we, we weren't we weren't obligated or, or the, the Warner Brothers wasn't obligated to give us this and we're we we have the privilege of seeing it 
And now we kind of are acting like children because we want something else, right? And I get it. We live in a capitalist society and the people who put money into things speaks and that's where companies should go is where the money speaks. And that's how things typically work. But this was an experiment for them and it was a one-off thing. And uh, Warner Brothers has already canceled their deal next year uh, to do what they're doing this year. Like all the movies being released through Warner Brothers this year are going direct to HBO Max same day. But mm. next year, it's not going to happen because they're making a deal with Regal uh, with a theater to essentially stop that from happening. Because if that continues, movie theaters who are already on their last leg will definitely be gone forever. So mm. uh, this stuff will not continue. You won't get four-hour cuts of every uh, DC movie ever uh, in the future. And uh, anyway, I'll let you say some stuff. No, I mean, I mean it's, it's all good stuff. And I'm glad to hear that they're working with the movie theaters because they really do need the help and like I'm getting vaccinated on the first of April. Uh, hopefully, the you know the person vaccinating me doesn't say April Fools wasn't actually vaccination. Ha ha ha. Well, just don't go uh, to Oakland. But, yeah, I'll try not. Well, I'm just going did, out did, to one. Wasn't there a story the out of Oakland about um they accidentally gave like four thousand people the wrong thing or something? Uh, oh God, I hope not. <laughs> anyway, um, I. I did enjoy it. I thought it was long in some parts. I thought, like, for me, that was difficult having the Martian Manhunter there. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, I guess, for this yeah, entire we're show. we're going to spoil, so. We're going to spoil it, yeah. The Martian Manhunter was involved in many points in the movie. Well, actually, like, a few points. And it felt very awkward, his introduction to me. But I, I'm just glad the Snyder Cut got released. It was enjoyable. It was fun to watch. It was cool to see Darkseid, like, do shit. Uh, I th- honestly think that if this version would have gotten released before, you know, Infinite Infinity War, people, a lot of people would have accused Marvel of ripping off Thanos because Darkseid does have a lot of the same mannerisms that Josh Brolin used when portraying Thanos. You know, they're actually very similar characters. <laughs> they're both driven by this crazy goal. They're both these strong power dudes that just beat the shit out of everything around them. Uh, or I don't know. Maybe that's just me shooting off the cuff, but. They seem to be very similar characters, and it seems like that DC had that idea first, and they just kind of let it slip through their fingers because they kind of cut a lot of it. Well, that's one of the things is, like, I don't know if DC did have that idea first. I mean, Mm. we're we're talking about a movie that was put out, this four-hour cut was put out with three years of hindsight with, Mm. you know, 10 to $20 million additional money. Uh, okay, so I, I didn't know. I thought they just like added in extra scenes that got cut from the movie. I didn't know they actually like the built... the whole uh, last sequence with uh, Jared Leto's Joker was shot mm. this year. No, oh, okay, that's just yeah. Uh, and... I don't I don't know what to say to that. Like you know, it, it's good. You know, redoing a project is great. Making something that is worth redoing. You know, saying that's at least them saying, hey, we made mistakes. We're gonna fix it. But right. well, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just. People really wanted this thing to exist, and for the most part, most of the footage did. But most yeah. of the footage in this thing, like you know, uh, some of Joss Whedon's scenes, and I say that loosely. I don't credit Joss Whedon with the 2017 version. I mean, his name's on it, and he finished the movie for them. But uh, a lot of the decisions were probably WB's, uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, they they wanted someone else other than Zack Snyder doing the movie. The movie lost sixty million dollars. It, mm. it, it was a terribly, uh, it was a it was a financial disaster in the box office. Uh, mm. I, that being said, I I didn't hate that version. I just thought it was very hollow. Um, yeah. 
And I'll also, uh, sorry, one thing I forgot to bring up too. There's another thing. Uh, Aquaman has also come out now. And we all genuinely, I think we all enjoyed Aquaman. And I think it adds a little bit of substance to this movie, a little bit more substance to Jason Momoa's character and who he is. And it would have been nice to see something a little bit more with Batman. And I, you know, I know you're not a fan of Ben Affleck's Batman, but oh, that's I, not true at all. No, no, uh, actually, I, I am. But I that was the one thing about the 2017 version of Justice League that I really hated. They made Batman a fucking joke. Yeah, like, everything him. about him was a joke. And man, I gotta say, dude, the scene when he was just going fucking ballistic in the Batmobile and he was just machine gunning dudes all fucking day, that was badass. It was fucking awesome to watch. Yeah, I, I, I think Ben Affleck looks great in the suit. I yep. think that... Uh, you know, even though, uh, dude, BVS really bugs me as a movie. It does. But, yes, but his scene, <laughs> his scene, uh, like when he's trying to save Martha, which mm. Martha, you know, that's... Uh, anyway, uh, when he's trying <laughs> to save her, like, and he's beating the shit out of those dudes, like, it's a badass scene. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it's really good. And, and that's the thing that, that Zack Snyder's always been good at is, like, fight scenes and stuff. Like, he's really good at those. Um, the, the, this is the thing about Zack Snyder that a lot of people, like, either don't get or like it, it's hard for them to in their mind balance these two ideas of mm. Zack Snyder's movies that aren't DC films that well that aren't Batman or Superman films are actually good films 300 was great I really liked the, the Watchmen movie but I don't like Man of Steel that much I don't mm. like BVS like his vision before this movie for the DCEU was something I was very not on board for um, mm. and I think if he would have released his 2017 version of Justice League, it would have been much of the same, uh, mostly because it would have been a two hour version of this movie that felt like it needed at least three and a half of these four hours, uh, mm. because without him, you get more or less what you got in 2017 minus some of the weird, uh, sexism or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that was, that was in that version or whatever. Um, and also, one thing to bring up about this version is that they took out the dumb family bullshit. Like, oh, God, the people next to the nuclear power plant, Superman's picking up a building, and he's fucking carrying it over there. Yeah. Just a bunch of, like, you know, it's just so random, and so much dumb bullshit was going on during such an important scene. And I'm glad they were he was able to concentrate that into something that was more substantive, I think is probably the best way to put it. Well, yeah, and, and it's funny because... They replaced certain things, uh, you know, like we didn't have them actually like actively saving people in the 2017 version, whereas this one, like you have that. Uh, I mean, unless you count the Flash running the truck, which was just fucking awful. Um, <clears throat> but there are things about this version, like it, it's not, it's not a total fix. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. Um, mm. it's it's just a vast improvement over that version, uh, in yes. almost every way except for the fucking CGI is still so bad. Yeah, Steppenwolf looked like <laughs> shit, dude. He really, he really did. Not even that. Right? Like even uh, the Flash's running is really bad to me. Still, yeah. um, a lot of the uh, fucking when when Wonder Woman her initial scene where she's catching the bullets. That mm -hmm. CGI is so bad. It looks so terrible. Yeah. Um, 
and, and that's just my opinion. Um, and and this is a constant issue with DC. Uh, in the first Wonder Woman movie, some of the CGI was just really bad too. Um, but uh, the the other things I don't like are when Barry is rescuing Iris when her car is flipping, and he takes a moment to brush the hair out of her face. That yeah. was cringe as fuck to me. That whole that whole scene that whole scene was really kind of weird. Honestly, I thought it was kind of a weird way to introduce the character. Um, yeah. But I, I really thought they did cool. They did well by the Flash by having him like outrun the explosion or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I was pretty high towards the end of the movie. Not gonna lie. Oh, <laughs> well, like, yeah. They essentially, they essentially had him like, turn I back need time to, to run. He's, yeah, he's like running backwards in time to go like to get to him, the yeah. box, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Fuck, It's like it, it was cool. And I thought that was badass and awesome and a great scene because I remember and like I really want Justice League to succeed more than I want. Per- this is me personally because I'm an asshole. More than I want the Avengers to succeed because I grew up on Justice League Unlimited and just Justice League, you know, the cartoons. They were f- freaking awesome. And I just don't know why we can't do the space station. Why well, can't we do having the 110 different, like, you know, just random like character actors in the background, like, you know, doing cool fight scenes with all the villains and, right. and stuff. You well, know, it, it, this is... Uh, this is it, right? I'll, hold on. Let me finish my list of things I don't like because it's not that big of a list, to be honest. Uh, it's that Barry scene. No um, <clears throat> the CGI. Uh, Zack Snyder writes really bad father-son relationships. Uh, it w- in Man of Steel, it was Superman and his dad. It was the Flash's dad. Dad is straight dick. up was like, dude, don't ever come back. Like, dude, come on. And, and even Cyborg and his dad, come on, guys. Like, yeah, they're they're just not good relationships. Um, At least there was a little bit of, like for Cyborg's dad, it makes a little bit of sense because like you know he he his character was this kind of a jockey sporty dude, and his dad was a huge nerd Poindexter you know professor, and they just had completely different values. And you know you had the mother trying to bridge a gap. That's a great story, and you know that the dad sacrificing himself for no reason I really thought was kind of redundant and stupid I thought there you could have just that, had a parademon kill him it's a really bad been, it's a really bad yeah. trope that people use a, but I mean it, it quote unquote served a purpose cuz it 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 made the the box the hottest thing on earth but he didn't have to be in there come on like yeah. he didn't have to be in there yeah. um you could have had steppenwolf kill him or like you know dark side could have like you know reached through the portal and blew him up with the omega beam or something like that I don't know that's one thing. I wish we would have gotten at least one second on the Omega Beam because I just love watching that. We got it underwater. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I remember that scene. Then. Oh yeah. I need yeah. to go rewatch. I, I'm gonna rewatch it again because you know, four hours. It, it, there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack. There's a yeah. lot to go through. That's for sure. Uh, the the last thing I really dislike is my own personal uh, weird thing, uh, mm. and I I don't like when people do this typically where we use the comic books as a way to discredit a movie or something. But mm. I'm just saying, Lois Lane would have never fucking stopped working. Like, mm. never. She would have never stopped working. Yep. Even to grieve. Like, Lois Lane is the most ambitious, hardworking person in almost all of DC Comics. She would have never stopped working. And it's just weird to me stronger. that she straight yeah. up quit for, for like, after, after she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, it's, it's a human thing. And, and that's one of the best things about this story, again. You, you give it that, that time and space to breathe and give it the context, and it makes it a more human story. It makes it, uh, you know, as Samwise Games, you would say, something that really matters. Um, mm. And I really do like that. And and back to your point about 
this versus the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I can't tell you how many kids I knew growing up who cared about the Avengers. Actually, I can. The number was fucking zero. Zero, Nobody yeah. gives a fuck about the Avengers <laughs> until now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and this is something I've said over and over. Iron Man before Robert Downey Jr. has always been a C-list character. The, the He's always been the least interesting member of the Avengers. Uh, Thor was a C-list character in the in, in comic books. Like, Captain America even, uh, you know, who's one of the biggest Marvel heroes of all time, was a B-list character. If you weren't reading X-Men in the 80s, which I wasn't alive, but if you're not reading <laughs> X-Men, Spider-Man, Daredevil, one of those books... Uh, growing up, th- yeah, those no what, those yeah. are the A-listers, right? And Marvel didn't have access to them, so they went with the Avengers and made it something incredible. And so mm. Marvel does the MCU, Kevin Feige, Disney, whatever. All the props go to them for that. Absolutely, you know, I I am glad that they were able to make Infinity War. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a cinematic achievement for the level you can take, like the next, like you know, if there were over sixteen movies that are contributing to the two movies that came out of Infinity War, or whatever, like sixteen, fourteen, or however much the specific number is. But there were a damn lot of movies that they said, "Hey, this is the Infinity War saga. This is going to end with the last Infinity War movie. That's what we're doing. We're setting up the Infinity Stones, and we're going to take as much time as we need to do that." And they planned it all the way. Well, I'm not sure they planned it 100. percent Definitely, I think Thor Ragnarok was probably one that was a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, just, you know, 2 just, 1 just knocking out of the park, 2 not really knocking out of the park, but it was still like, you know, a, th- a two base or a two base hit or whatever. Yeah. It, it was still pretty, it was still, yeah, a double hit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't watch baseball, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> you put me in the game, coach. I don't know what baseball is. <laughs> um, it, I'm just glad it succeeded, and I'm. I was. I really enjoyed seeing. Uh, you know, go, my parents grew up in the generation of music that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you mm-hmm. know, had, and it was really good. I was able to share that with them. Guardians of the Galaxy really reached across boundaries, I think, and a lot of ways the Marvel, other Marvel movies just didn't do for a very right. long time, and I think it just got everybody on board. And after Guardians of the Galaxies two, I think they were they were just kind of invincible, and that's great, good for them. But man, like you know, it's just yeah. And that's the oh, thing is Dark like Side is so cool with his hands behind his back and Cyborg, you know, and Batman's fucking awesome and fucking the Batmobile looks cool as shit and Superman is literally just a Superman that's all he does. And there's Aquaman who's the king of Atlantis and he calls right. he summons fish to fucking fight for him and. Yeah. Uh, it's just, Impulse it's just in the awesome. chat says, I hate to do the MCU versus DCEU thing, but Marvel is the reason why the DCEU is what it is. Once Marvel mm-hmm. established their formula, DCWB was behind in playing catch up, which is yeah. true. Yeah, um, absolutely true. But, but it's that, also, that has to do with studios, though, right? Because it's, that. It's also true that, that the. Right? The DCEU does only exist because of the MCU. They saw what Marvel was doing. And they were like, holy shit, man. We want a piece of that. We can create our own universe. We have DC. And, like, let's be honest, right? Like, and and this isn't a slight. I've always been a huge fan of Marvel. I've loved Mm. Marvel comics. uh, But I I can guarantee you about 75% of people, if you ask them Marvel or DC for comics, they will say DC. Because DC comics mean a lot to people. Like, it's not only, like, this, this weird dichotomy juxtaposition of these godlike beings who are really human at the root right like it 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 relates to people so much 
Um, a lot of people, the first things they read were were Justice League or Batman uh, comics, detective comics, or uh, you know, adventure comics or something. Like a lot of people grew up with DC, um, and they were the ones making the quote unquote big movies in the eighties or whatever in seventy, like with Superman, Christopher Reeves, and uh, like the early Batman movies, which aren't great, but they're not terrible. <laughs> But they were entertaining. They were fun to watch. <laughs> right. And DC, again, like what Impulse says, uh, which is puzzling, is how much better DC animated movies are than the live action ones, which is just true. Like, true, Marvel's not putting true. out a bunch of animated things. Like, they just weren't. Like, they, and if, had, they had TV shows on uh, Disney Plus, or not Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, and when they, when they do put out TV shows and movie specials and such, they're, they're geared for, like, and I hate to say this, like if you're a hardcore fan of these cartoons, but a lot of like the DVD specials and cartoons and such are like for kids. Like I'm talking like, I think the age targeting range was like 12 to 12 to 15 year olds. Yeah. It, it's just not like there was planet Hulk, which is really funny to watch, which is really just entertaining to watch. Cause it's just the Hulk going ballistic on the a planet, but God, you know, there, I'm just thinking of this great, uh, dc movie where superman fought these like five new hero i can't remember the name of it but i watched it like three times in a row so it's really stupid mm. that i can't remember the name of it but they were fighting like five new heroes and then like they do something to really injure superman because he thinks he's dying and then he, he just goes ballistic and he like hey i'm just gonna shit all over you guys like and like like that you know yeah he just takes them all out one by one like oh i just took her into the atmosphere at mach 7 her fucking at her fucking lungs exploded you know it's crazy <laughs> shit right. like that and that is it's great shit and i just think it has to come it just comes down to studio and the fact that warner brothers didn't leverage the talent they had correctly they didn't leverage the proper budgets they didn't think they didn't ledger ledger they didn't give them the the amount of time that's the thing they wanted to go right into avengers you can't like they're only what i I can't remember 100 percent. how many movies were there before justice league came out Two. Like three? Two. Yeah, okay. Two. So like, two. No, it's, uh, it's three. Okay, one and one of those movies was Batman versus Superman, so it doesn't fucking matter because that right. movie is fucking just a garbage yeah. That's what Sorry, Impulse, like, Impulse says. Uh, every movie looks like they ham-fisted their characters in movies without yeah. establishing them first, which is, which is 1 million percent mm-hmm. true because Iron Man came out in 2008. Avengers yeah. came out in 2012. And yeah. Man of Steel came out in 2013, yeah. right? And so you're already starting four or five years behind, and mm. then you're and then in the four years between Man of Steel and uh, Justice League, you have BVS mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman, right? And like Har- there's also the Harley Quinn's. The oh, Wonder- I'm sorry, and Suicide Squad. Sorry, and su- that yeah, came Suicide out Squad, too. That came out. Uh, and another thing too, this ties into. There was so much just not even drama on the internet, but dra- like actual adult office politics bullshit going on it at the Warner Brothers studio the entire time all these movies were in production. And that just doesn't help to the quality of the movies you're making. Like, like this Dude. Justice League is a great example of this. They had two directors and they had two, com- two completely different versions of the movie. So much so that one got released and then the director has to come out and say, this is not canon. Like, that's kind of bullshit when you really think about it because one of them is clearly at least better than the other. And it, I'm sorry well, from like yelling. No, it's, no, no, it, it's, it's fine. Like, this, this is important. Like, it's important yeah. to be passionate about things that you care about, right? Like, Cause I, I love Justice League. And I if they would have taken the time and if they would have spent the money and if they would have leveraged the talent, because I think that Henry Cavill is Superman. He's he incredible. Looks like Superman. He's incredible. He acts like Superman. 
he i can that guy is such a great range of acting that he could probably if they really wanted to make superman the more like you know ho donkey central middle america like how most all uh, generally like you know <laughs> I just remember an episode of Justice League where he was still talking about Santa Claus coming down and putting puzzles under the tree and shit like that, you know, just being so pure and simple. And I thought Jason Moe is a great Aquaman because he's just having fun with it and he's making the role his, you know, he, this is just a different kind of Aquaman. I like the guy who plays Cyborg. I, you know, I really don't know why I think Cyborg is trying to capture that Teen Titans, like, you know, 25-year-old, 24-year-old crowd, maybe, why he's getting included um, all the time with a lot of shit. Well, I mean... So, again, it's and another... Gal Gadot is just, just yeah. finish off Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is great. It's fantastic. Themis Kira, she says it. She sounds like an Amazonian. She walks like an Amazonian. She looks like an Amazonian. It's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's great casting choices all around. And I, it, ben, ben Affleck makes a good, uh, almost retired Batman. Yes, yeah, uh, he makes an old grizzled asshole Batman that just fucking hates everybody. Yeah, you know, I also enjoy him as Bruce Wayne. Like, I know you don't like his Bruce Wayne, but I just like it when he's just like throwing cash wads of money at people. Well, <laughs> like when I, he's, I, I don't mind. Uh, okay, so I didn't like him in, as Bruce Wayne in the 2017 Justice League, uh, yeah. mostly because he was kind of a dick, and I really appreciate yeah. that they cut the bullshit scene of him like fucking shaming diana over steve trevor and shit like that that ugh. anyway but uh um, yeah yeah impulse in chat he says i'd put flashpoint paradox up against most live action movies uh i don't know yep. if you've seen that but yeah that's when they shoot it gets bloody as fuck dude like yeah, batman's yeah. dad is just shooting everybody doesn't he like dome harley quinn yeah <laughs> or like his universe's version of harley quinn it was yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. I, I i agree too uh he says the comedy ezra version to me fit in less in Snyder's version, I think it would benefit from C.W. Barry, uh, mm-hmm. which is true because uh, I think Ezra Miller, Ezra is Ezra Miller, uh, Ezra, yeah, sorry, I have no idea who the actor is. Yeah, for uh, the I, I think he is the weak link as because just because the the writing of the character isn't great to me, um, I do think that Grant Gustin's Flash from the C.W. would fit in better with this Justice League. Uh, because I mean, despite everything, the, the CW shows, maybe they're corny or whatever, but they, they are kind of more dark than what you'd expect. I mean, green. Yeah, our, oh, there's the, our, uh, arrow. I like, you know, we have, we all have mixed feelings about that show, but for me, I first remember the first two seasons of that show was some of the most compelling television I've watched in a long time. And it was just really entertaining, and I really enjoyed Slade. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know it went in some weird directions, especially when it comes to like you know the League of Assassins. And you're right; the more and more I come go back to that series, more and more I realize that they were really pussyfooting around the Batman issue and why they just couldn't do it. And well, he's just Batman. Like <laughs> yeah, he is just Batman at this point. He but... just plays Batman. Yeah. Uh, um, with a bow and yeah, arrow. So go ahead. Yeah, so go ahead. Return yeah, that's all I was saying. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I do think the the rest of the cast is really good. I, I even uh, Ben Affleck as Batman uh, works for me. Um, it'll be exciting to see what they can do in the future. Uh, uh, yeah, Impulse says that season one finale flat uh, Flash finale wrecked me real tears. Yeah, um, I mean, I need to watch the Flash one of these days. <laughs> dude, it, it it is actually an incredible uh, show in the episodes that aren't just filler like 
the episodes that actually matter like it, it is really good um you should make a list and put that and give it to me so i can just watch them and catch up yeah i'm sure one exists already but i I watched all the way up to season four of arrow but the thing is like by then like oh that's the worst season no you know season one and two are very good season three is is where it starts to get bad season four is actually dog shit and then Mm -hmm. five six and seven i would say they're all decent uh Mm -hmm. oh but uh Three and four is is where I remember the most, just being so annoyed at how uh, women were written on that show, because yeah. it's uh, and not just women, but like people in general on that show would always be as hypocritical as you could possibly imagine. Like they'd yep. sit there and keep secrets and 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 do their own things and never learn their lesson, and then actually get so mad at Oliver for not telling them something <laughs> or not listening to them. And it's like, dude, it's okay for Oliver not to listen to you, Felicity. It's okay. He can learn from his mistakes, and he doesn't need you there, always assuming that you know better and you're you have the moral high ground over him. And, and blo- like, and, and it's it wasn't just her. It was it was Laurel Lance as well, and and just about anybody except for Diggle would try to make Oliver feel like shit for being an impulsive person. Mm. You know, like, and it's just like. Con- it got to a, it got to a point where I was just like annoyed at the show. Um, yeah, just a couple seasons. It seemed like they were running out of ideas, and it seemed all kind of like family drama series. But they were all also superheroes. Like you know, like it's like the drama was more the focus than the actual fighting of villains and same such. Right. Well, that could just be me. Um, and I haven't picked it up after. I know they had a special with Hot Girl, and they they did the thing with her, and I'll probably need to check that out at some point. Probably. Ties oh, in with a Flash. lot of that stuff just made no sense too. But um, yeah, yeah. But but the series gets finds its footing again, like around uh, season five, I think. Like going going forward from there, uh, the Flash is a little different. The first three seasons, three. I think we're all very, very good. And then four might have been the one where it took a step back. Four or mm-hmm. five. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love The Flash. I think that Grant Gustin does a great job. And um, Yeah. After watching, after I watched Doom Patrol, I was like, okay. I need probably should probably go watch The Flash now. Because if it's good as Doom Patrol, like... So I really enjoyed Doom Patrol. <laughs> I like Titans. I, I do like yeah, Titans. Yeah, I, I need to watch Titans as well. Um, yeah, and I, I I'm not sure if I talked about this before, but also the new Harley Quinn series, the adult cartoon yeah, animation yeah, yeah. Harley it's Quinn not bad. series, it's not that, bad. It's actually it's really you know it's fun to watch. It's like it's not like you know hardcore viewing, but it's like you know almost like Family Guy kind of like you know just something to have in the background that gives you a sensible chuckle every now and then. Yeah. Um, some and, funny jokes and, and here's here's something that people maybe forget too is when you talk about the construction of the DCEU or whatever maybe in the shadow of the MCU is is you know you think about it this way right Iron Man was 2008 the Hulk was 2008 um, uh, the Hulk uh, <laughs> the Captain America was 2010 I think Thor was 2009 one of, one of, one of those in that order 2009 2010 for each of those Right, and then Avengers was 2012, uh, and Iron Man two was 2011 or 2010. Right, so a lot of a lot of movies, right? But the but Warner Brothers released a movie in 2011 that could have arguably been much, much, much better than anything Marvel had ever put out, and better 
than the Avengers, but they mm. fucked it up. And now we never hear about it, except when people yeah. want to talk shit. And in and yep. and then the end of Deadpool two, right? Yep. Green Lantern came out in two thousand and eleven. Oh, that's right. I for, almost forgot about that movie. Ah, damn it. <sighs> you know, for me, it's it's the original story they told because there's Green Lantern. The original story they told in the cartoon animation of Justice League, that initial special, I can still watch the whole freaking movie in my head because I watched it so many times because I loved it. That this random alien species was coming down from, like, you know, the heavens to just eat Earth. And they were eating people, like, you know, a la War of the Worlds. And John Jones was came down to warn them because these people consume the Martians and then now they're coming for Earth. And they gotta unite. And Batman's like, all right, I've been planning a contingency for this for a long time. Extraterrestrial threats, you know, calculating blah, blah, blah. Tactitional stuff. And that's such a compelling, interesting story, and it's funny and wacky, and it's great. You can take it so many different angles, and they're just so locked in on this injustice storyline that I feel like it almost like you know pushes everything else to the sidelines. Because the thing about injustice is that I don't know, man, it kills a lot of people. <laughs> I, I get, I get what they were trying to do with um, with just with green lantern in 2011 but it just didn't work um because of a lot of the choices they made but what what they were trying to do is there's an animated version of that exact story i mean it's it, it's how jordan's you know origin Treasure. story yeah. right i don't know if yeah. that was emerald knights or one of the other green lantern movies but uh it was an animated film that was pretty much what that movie was but the animated version is so much better um yeah. but again if you're if you're looking to appeal to people in their 40s and 50s at that time sure that's a good choice if you're looking to appeal to people in their mid-teens early 20s you have to do john stewart because again growing up with justice league we had john stewart as as green lantern and and it if you want to answer all those criticisms people have saying cyborg was only in justice league because of his color of his skin and blah 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 stupid shit like yeah. that why Dude, couldn't they do john stewart <laughs> exactly you have yeah it, it, it's just it's just crazy to me. Uh, Impulse says, "What's the pulse on Superman and Lois?" I really like it so far. So Superman and Lois, I watched the first, uh, the premiere, which was like the two hour premiere. Uh, I here's what I'll say: if you're in the mood for real life issues and real world re- related uh, things that you can you personally understand and 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 relate to, uh, if that's what you're in the mood for, you'll love Superman and Lois. If you're in the mood for escapism and fun and superhero awesomeness, uh, this is not the show for you. Uh, it gets very real very quick. Um, so it just depends on your mood and what you're what you're looking for. And if you wanted something fun and you watched it and didn't like it, I would suggest going back to it with a new mindset. Uh, because I do think it is good, but you have to have the right mindset for it. Uh, that's what I'll say. I did. I don't even know what that show is. So uh, Superman and Lois is another CW show with uh, the Superman from the CW shows that they've cast. Uh, Tyler Tyler Hoechlin, who no, not uh, not not that yeah. one. Uh, Tyler Hoechlin, who plays uh, Superman, he was uh, I think he was in Teen Wolf or something before that. Uh, I have no idea, uh, but he plays the Arrowverse version of Superman. Uh, so he has his own show now with Lois Lane. 
and uh, they have two kids, uh, mm-hmm. and there's some stuff happening with uh, his his mom passes away, Martha dies, uh, the mm-hmm. bank is taking the farm, uh, and, and so they decide to leave Metropolis and stay there. But one of his kids is like really good at football and doesn't want to go to the small town. Uh, his, the other son, they're both twins, uh, is like kind of like quiet, reserved, has like anxiety issues, uh, takes medication for it, um, and ends up getting like bullied at some Smallville party and you find out that, you know, he has heat vision. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so it's like, and and the kids don't know that their dad is Superman. And Mm. so once one of them finds out he has powers, obviously, you know, Clark has to tell him and then they get mad at at Clark because like he's been lying to him their whole life and whatever. So they're dealing with like the financial stuff, death, uh, uh, adolescence. Like it's, it's a lot, but, uh, you know, it is very relatable to people who actually have, like, that's why people love Spider-Man, right? Is like anybody could feel like they're Spider-Man because he's dealing with going through teenage years. And then when he grows up, he has adult issues and we're all like, dude, we have issues with our career and shit too. And on top of it, he's Spider-Man. So he's badass, right? So, uh, it's just one of those things. for projecting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess we should t- talk about the Snyder Cut more because we've only barely said some things about that. Um, yeah. uh, so Darks, okay, so do you think they utilize Darkseid properly in this in this film? Do you think he was utilized in a much better um, film? Yeah, I, I think anything we saw of Darkseid, uh, except for like, uh, okay, so, well, we saw him like, in the flashbacks or whatever. And uh, I guess the anti-life equation is something that might confuse people. So Mm -hmm. we can maybe explain that. Uh, But uh, we see he came to earth when it was like pretty primitive and all these gods and Atlanteans and Amazons. These, uh, these these models, these masculine models, (laughs) these dudes with leotards throwing lightning bolts. Right. Uh, We saw them like fight him off. But when he got on Earth, you know, you saw the lava thing, uh, like, surrounding him, the big symbol. That's the anti-life equation. Uh, the only difference between th- that in comics and that here is it's not on Earth in the comics. It's not actually, like, located somewhere. It's literally, it, you, in comics, it used to actually just be an actual math equation. Uh, yeah. And essentially, it's how you kind of control all life, right? Like, uh, that's that's what it kind of does is it takes away people's conscious minds and allows you to control all of them. Um, mm. So that's what dark side is after. Um, and Steppenwolf ends up finding it on earth uh, as well. And he's like, haha, my redemption or whatever, you know? So yeah, but all, most of the stuff we saw of dark side aside from like the flashbacks, like anything where Steppenwolf is communicating with the sod or whatever, like that's more akin to like Thanos in post credit scenes or in mm-hmm. guardians of galaxy one, right? Like he exists. We know what he can do. We know his, his motivations to, to a point. Um, mm-hmm. but we're not, it's, this isn't his story yet. Right. Um, so that's kind of what we get of dark side in the movie. And I think it, it would have been really, um, I think if people were expecting more from Darkseid in this movie, they would have been disappointed, uh, but they should also understand that it's not his time yet, right? Yeah, he's the, he's the big bad guy of the DC Universe, or at least one of them. 
Um, you know, we even saw Ares, uh, a villain from another movie, fighting against him in, the, in that sequence you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Zeus. Yep, and Zeus with that Leotard of his. And, you know, the Atlanteans and the Viking men and the Amazonians. Right. Doing badass shit. Yeah, the Norman. And the Lantern. The Lantern just getting fucking slapped down like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He reaches out to grab the ring. He's like, ha ha, finally. Then it just fucking flies away. He just looks so upset for a quick second. Right. Uh, it was such a stupid little sequence. I don't know why they did it. Impulse says, how could Darkseid forget he left the anti-life equation on Earth? I don't think he yeah. left it there. I think he found it there. But yeah, how, his, does, how does he not remember where the fucking mother boxes are? Yeah. Right? Um, I think it has to do... Really- like. How do you not remember the site of your greatest defeat is the better question. <laughs> like, you think you would leave like a scout there or something, you know, like a small right. presence or anything at all. And... This is this is like the more confusing part is like, why now, right? Like, this is the yeah. thing is like, oh, Superman's death was so impactful. It sent out this rupture through the universe and it makes Earth vulnerable. And that's yeah. great for this movie's exposition about why is Steppenwolf coming now? Why are the mother boxes being active now? What it doesn't answer is where were they before Superman ever came to fucking earth? Earth. Yeah. Like why would he leave and never come back until that point? Like, and you can say, God, bro, you know, sometimes you have to stay, you know, he writes his, he, he drafts his battle plans out in Microsoft Word 2006. You know, he forgot to turn on autosave, and he went down there. Like, you know, he like, all right, guys, it's time to conquer this planet. And he wrote down the instructions to get to Earth, and then he went and he got the shit kicked out of him. And before he could get back to his computer, like, you know, it had a power cycle or something like that and lost all the work, and well, he was I, on the way back. He, he, the, <laughs> problem is, the problem is he probably saved it on a floppy drive, and in the current day... <laughs> There's no, there, can't read there's, it. there's no, no way to, yeah. how to read it anymore. I mean, yeah, dude. It's, it's just primitive technology just, now. Like, yeah, he can't. He, he needs to get the. He has a punch card, bro. He has an old school punch card data that the data of Earth is stored on that is old computers on his ships. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> another fucking... uh, really good uh, DC animated movie. Was um, I think it was like Batman and Superman All Stars, uh, like whatever. They introduced yeah, they uh, Supergirl in it, and, Supergirl, and she yeah. ended up, yeah, she ended up go, you know, being essentially mind controlled uh, on Apocalypse. Like oh, uh, Dark Side, yeah, he yeah. showed up and he like she showed up and he shit all yeah. <laughs> and he left. And, and Big Barda was there too. Yeah, and Batman fucking played chicken with basically Satan. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm going to blow up your planet if you don't fucking let my friends go. And he's like, yeah. hey, you can go fuck yourself. He's like, I know your secret code. And he's like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> that was uh, funny. That was really st- I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of dumb, but it was moderately entertaining. I, I, I do remember that one, though. Yeah. Uh... Uh, one of the one of the best ones is uh, Under the Red Hood. For me, it's when they go um, and they face the anti-Justice League or whatever it is. Oh, like cr- the Justice- Crisis on Two Earths or whatever. Crisis on, because I really like Owlman, the character. I just, you know, yeah. I'm always a sucker for nihilism. Voiced and, like, by uh, James Woods. Yeah, and, and too, I just, just, that scene when he gets kicked out, you know, and Batman basically beat him and he's stuck nowhere and he looks at the bottom and he goes, huh, it doesn't matter. And then it explodes. I thought, yeah. I just loved it. I thought that was that's a great. I like thought really the uh, the Flash from that world. I think he was Australian. Was pretty entertaining too. 
I don't remember how to go. I haven't watched a lot of those those in a long time, so yeah. I'll have to go back and I, I do own another them. watch. I own them. <laughs> They're all probably on HBO Max now, but I'm just sitting here fucking paying money for them. Like for them, yeah, buying them on DVD won't do it when they when you know the when when it all falls apart. At least you got your DVDs. You yeah. can still watch them. You just need to get power. You need to generate True. power to your uh, DVD player. Sir, I I got I got a plan for that. I'll just you know generate it myself by running or something. Yep. Am I the only one who got Transformers vibes from Steppenwolf's armor and by the Human Warriors? I got. I thought. I thought. I got. Fucking. Really bad, low budget CGI vibes from Steppenwolf's. I got. I got uh, Transformers <laughs> vibes from uh, Cyborg. Mm. Like that, that guy was just like a legitimate Transformer. Yeah, he's um, jacking into the crawling vehicle, whatever that of Batman. I did think it was really odd that um, Cyborg really only has half a face of human left, and not like more. Mm. When the humans <laughs> buried the mother box, that scene looks exactly like a scene from one of the newer Transformers movies. I wouldn't doubt. I would not yeah, doubt that. You're not uh, wrong. I mean, the mother boxes Pro- also were like Transformers, right? Yeah. Also, for me, Cyborg is very much is a lot more machine in this movie than man. Um, and I, I, it's just that is to me a little bit of a strange juxtaposition because, like in Teen Titans, the cartoon, which is mm-hmm. a lot something a lot of people, you know, were in, another another way people were introduced to DC, which is through Teen Titans, which was a fantastic show. Um, he was just really, you know, himself. He was really character. He had a he had a very very specific personality and character in doom patrol he has a really specific character and personality that you know he's like the foot he's like the head coach football like from the all-star league coming down to teach his team of rejects basically and it's really fun and entertaining to watch and in this one it just seems like uh i'm a man i'm also a machine i can jack into computers uh my dad hates me uh he's lying to me uh my dad's hacking me uh you know just a bunch of boring dumb shit right and it, it I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe I'm not emotional enough to pick up on it. But to me, it just seems no, like it's just like I, I appreciate the expanded uh, version of Cyborg that we got in this cut, and I feel like yeah. it really fleshed out his character and allowed it allowed you to like uh, like him more. Uh, yeah. But again, like it's just a weird thing to see Cyborg like as the only human half of him is half of his face, right? Yeah. And, like, I get it. Like, it might be this symbolic thing where it's, like, he looks more machine than man, but he's more human than any other, whatever, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. Uh, But it's just so odd. Like, his entire body and half of his face is machine. And, like, the the, the only human part of him is is his face. And it's, like, where is his heart? Is he General Grievous? Yeah, and also for, like, I don't because I don't know, but the actor it's just he's very stone cold. He's very you know very he's didn't isn't there's not a lot of spirit to the character portrayal is what I think is what it comes down to for me. And he he could try, but they're just and this is when it seems like you know he'd be saying booyah and kicking ass and doing stuff. He's just being super serious and like you know blowing shit up. Right. That I I also felt like this is a this is a very different version of Cyborg than what you sure. get in almost any other form of media. Like we saw Cyborg on occasion, like in the Teen Titans series and in comic mm-hmm. books as well, like in his feelings at times. But like yeah. most of the time, he's not like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so it's just very odd to see him like so broody so all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and you kind of understand a little bit why, but it's just like so weird. Uh, the Asian mom scenes were necessary. Uh, do you remember the Asian mom scenes? Where were they? Kind of. Kind of. Uh, just a little bit. Hold on. I don't I don't actually remember the Asian mom scene. <laughs> where, where where was this at? What happened? I don't remember those. Um okay. Well, <clears throat> Impulse, if you can uh, tell me where in the movie that was cuz I actually don't remember. I I don't see race cuz I'm not race. I'm just kidding. Uh I just don't actually remember. Uh, established Cyborg's heart. That's true it did establish Cyborg's heart. Uh but it didn't um it didn't necessarily like Resi- like again I don't like to use comic books as like a reason to not like something but it didn't resonate with the version of cyborg that I'm familiar with uh mm-hmm. but it, it's and that's not to say like it's not what I want from the comics so it's terrible uh it's just to say that uh it's so different that uh I have to kind of change my perspective to understand that it's a, it's a different character uh yeah but it's still, you know, yeah, you're right. It establishes hearts. It's not a bad character. And I think uh, Ray Fisher did a good job as Cyborg. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But yeah, I don't remember the Asian mom scenes. I, I Wait, was the uh, the dog the dog lady was Asian, right? The dog, the boss? I don't remember, man. I agree. But in what tone they were trying to set for him here? It left him as a man inside. Right. Yeah. I think that's what that's what they were going for. Is like they were going for that uh, symbolic thing where it's like he looks almost fully machine, but he's you know the heart of the team uh, Mm. or whatever. Uh, The lady he gave money to. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Where where they were establishing um, establishing cyborg when he like tapped into the neural thing and like saw the the mom struggling and she she gave like her oh, he tips gave a to bunch the, of money to the homeless yeah. person yeah and he he gave her a bunch of money because uh, she was struggling with a yeah with a, yeah 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 that was uh that was interesting because it it did establish something but it also left me thinking why isn't he just stealing people's money yeah <laughs> and also and also but, too, is he just that- robin hood that scene is where he's like, oh, man, he's actually really human. And he was, like, laughing because it was kind of a joke to him. And then he immediately turns around and some human looks at him and like, oh, my God, it's a giant robot man. Run away. You know, <laughs> it, it's just, it, yeah, man, they just jerk you around so much, you know. And yeah, I just. But it does make me think, like, the, like he like the mother box really just turned him into General Grievous, right? Like, uh, mm. you know, he has, like, the organs and stuff on the inside, but the outside is all just, like, a machine. I mean, General Grievous, like, okay, this is off topic again, but General Grievous, right? Like, the design of General Grievous to me is so genius because it's it's like he is a droid made of machine with human parts, mm-hmm. but also it looks like bone, like his, his yeah. parts, like, on the outside. I agree. Yeah. And they left his eyes, you know, so he could, like, make very distinct facial gestures. Very important. It's like what they did with Ultron in, um, you know, Age of Ultron, the... The redheaded stepchild of the Avengers movies, I think. Probably it's a good movie. It is a good movie, and I love Ultron as the character. I love the guy who plays Ultron, even though I can't yeah, remember his James name. James Spader. James Spader, yeah, he's fucking crazy. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, but let's see what else could we talk about. Um, I I think 
the flash was made better i thought i i did think like him actually serving a purpose in the final battle was very sure. good um and like you know a little bit of the the uh, speed force kind of stuff was really good um i thought I liked the last scene with his dad, but the scene where his dad's like, stop coming here, stop wasting your life on me, like stuff like that. Like that was weird to me. I don't, I don't think his dad would say that. Um, but it, but it was meaningful. Like when his dad was like, you know, you can do whatever you want and like, you can, like, like you're brilliant and all this stuff. Like that's important. Right. Like that to me Mm. screams, you know, Hey, yeah, that's Barry's dad. But like, where he's like, don't come here. Like, don't waste your life on me. Like that just seems so odd to me. Um, like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously like, it's like, he has the right intentions, just like, uh, Clark Kent's dad had the right intentions in Man of Steel, but the way they just, say things is just like, yeah. yo, like what? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that's where it kind of like didn't work as well for me, but teach his own. Um, what else was there? Uh, I think it is interesting. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, Cyborg seemingly has the failures of a human body as well. True. Uh, his dad is Dr. Manhattan, right? The actor. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Barry's dad? Uh, Billy Crudup? Played him? Maybe. I have no idea. Maybe he was Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen. I actually don't remember. The, it, it, when he was human, it looks like the same guy from when Dr. Manhattan was human, which is the same actor. Huh. Did you ever see Watchmen? The original one? Yeah. Yes. I enjoy I enjoy that movie. Yeah. Um I like Yeah. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I have some uh, interesting stories about being in the theater for that movie. Uh <laughs> but they're too sexual to talk about uh in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Just keep it at PG. PG thirteen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it seemed like every character kind of got, like, a little more backstory, like, a little, you know, oomph. Uh, but, like, I I do kind of wonder if their approach to creating the team was the best approach, right? Like, uh, you know, if you remember, like, Avengers, this is, like, a classic trope kind of, too. And it's, like, before you can come together as a team, you all kind of have to fight each other, you know, and like mm. get that out of the way. Right. And yeah. they established that in Avengers, like pretty quick right there and, yeah. and, and knocked it out and got it out of the way. But in this one, it's like, uh, let's go see Aquaman. I'm not joining. Okay. Goodbye. Let's go see cyborg. I'm not joining. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, oh, yeah. something happened. We're all here now. Like, um, but it felt like it's so much time between Bruce meeting Arthur and then everybody coming together, you know? And like mm. the the only exception is the Flash, who is like, okay, I'm in. You're you're awesome. Oh, Diana, you're so hot. My name's Diana. Oh, I mean, it's Barry. I mean, I don't fucking know. Uh, which it's like, it's so funny because people thought all that stuff was Joss Whedon, right? People thought Joss Whedon inserted all the sexual stuff between we between Barry and and Diana, and people thought that he put the line about Batman, his only power is being rich. But it's like very clear that those were Zack Snyder lines. Uh, because if they weren't, he would not have kept them, right? Yep. Um, so it is interesting to see that how much of the movie was actually kept intact. The problem is, under Joss Whedon and Warner Brothers, the context was all changed. Um, 
and that's where you run into the issues, right? Like, I, I again, I don't think Joss Whedon is responsible for the trash that came out in 2017, as people would say. Uh, mm. I, I do think WB is like 95% responsible for that. Yeah. Uh, again, it all comes down to the studio. Uh, Disney was willing to leverage talent that they had. They were willing to let Thor, you know, they had to remember Thor Ragnarok came out of Disney. That was exclusively because Disney was just like hands off. DC, especially, this became very apparent, I think, in Suicide Squad, just how hands-on DC was, not DC, uh, WB was the whole time. And I think that can be very creatively stifling, and it sucks that it happened. (laughs) It really really does. Yeah. Impulse says, did you know, apparently, Lois is pregnant with Bruce's baby? It was the original story that got changed. Yes, I did read that. Uh, I read a lot of the stupid stuff that was planned for this uh, movie initially that Zack Snyder had talked about including the romance between Lois Lane and Batman. Uh, people would say, again, using comic books as their uh, their reason, uh, that they, you know, Bruce and Lois did have a relationship in the comics and blah, 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 blah. And they'll, they'll send you clips and, and stuff from comic book issues where they're dating. Uh, and guess what? I don't give a fuck. I don't like it. I didn't like it in comics. I don't like it uh, as an idea for a movie. Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane should never have a romance. I don't care if Bruce and Diana want to flirt and get together. I don't care if Diana and, and Clark want to flirt and get together. I don't care if Bruce and Selina get together. I don't want to see Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane getting together. That's fucking weird to me. I don't care that it happened in comics. So if people want to say, you know what, dude? You know what else happened in comics? A lot of shit that's stupid. A lot of bad comic books are released. It's okay to mm. say that. <laughs> and you know again that's not something that made it onto the big screen you know i'm that's why you know me i'm just not the whole gung-ho on talking about all these like fan theories what about this is true what if this is true and let's just wait and see what happens in the movie you know like in in uh the first movie i'm probably gonna go see in theaters uh in a long time it's probably gonna be god uh godzilla vs kong and there's a very specific trailer scenario where you see mecha godzilla in godzilla's eye and it's just gonna, you know, some people say that's Bank Godzilla. I'm not sure. I think they might just be jerking you around. Um, but just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> here's here's the interesting thing about what you were saying, right? Like mm. DC was way too hands on, and they've always been way too hands on. Uh, Warner Bros. has always been way too hands on with their DC films, and it's just yeah. it, it's an issue. But it can also be an issue to be way too hands off. A la uh, Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy and uh, the, the the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Uh, yeah. When you let people do whatever they want, sometimes you end up with something very dysfunctional. Um, mm. What Marvel does, even though it's not always been great, it's worked, right? Kevin Feige plans the overall five-year plan or whatever, uh, then hires directors to make movies they want to make, and says, well, just include this bit to set this up, or whatever, right? And that works. You need one person as a head to plan out your goals. Uh, at DC, at this point in time, I would, uh, because of the issues that Ray Fisher has brought to light with Jeff Johns, which we've always known he's had issues, and John Berg, the people that are, uh, you know, I don't know about John Berg, but Jeff Johns is a prolific comic book writer. He's written some great Green Lantern stuff, and you think, hey, that's cool. It would be nice to see him as a figurehead. Uh, but again, he's been a figurehead. The movies haven't been great. And on top of that, he has some uh, allegations against him of uh, some seedy things. Um, 
if you want to know another fantastic comic book writer who switched from Marvel to DC in the past couple years, who I believe can be a great figurehead for uh, Warner Brothers to help lead the plan for their DCEU, his hmm. name would be Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, he's done great work on Guardians of the Galaxy. To me, he, he wrote Guardians of the Galaxy comic books that were actually readable uh, because before him, I, I didn't find Guardians of the Galaxy to be interesting at all. Um, and a lot of his work was used for the inspiration for the films. Um, I would bring Brian Michael Bendis in, uh, Gail Simone, uh, two people that I think who've written for DC, who have done great things at DC, who can help you at, at least lead uh, the way with a plan. Uh, again, Zack Snyder has been your guy, but Zack Snyder to me is good at making dark films. Uh, dark films as in Watchmen and 300. Great films, meant to be dark, meant to be heavy, meant to be violent. Superman... Not really. Uh, <laughs> Batman. Yeah. S- still not really, right? Like sometimes so. Batman, but not all the time. Right. Uh, did only brought up because they made a point to show Lois' pregnancy test. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought that was odd. Uh, in the the movie when she like opened the drawer, you saw the pregnancy test thing. Um. Yeah, it's it's. It's a weird thing, and I'm glad that they didn't put that into the movie that, oh, yeah, I've been fucking Bruce Wayne since you've been dead, but I haven't been able to make it into work, the one thing I love more than anything. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, and again, that that's that was the issue with, with uh, the Star Wars movies, too, is, like, Kathleen Kennedy, instead of making a plan, she let directors do whatever they wanted, so you ended up with, like, these movies that didn't really fit together. Uh, at all um but the dcu is it, it fits together because it's all been Zack snyder uh but to me the best movies have been movies that he hasn't really touched and uh arguably the best dc movie is a movie that's not even part of the universe right people will yeah. say which is the joker or yeah. sorry joker um joker. Yeah. but other than that i mean uh shazam was good aquaman was good uh the the new Batman movie coming out with Robert Pattinson looks amazing. Um, so Robert Pattinson's a great actor, so I yeah. hope you know Ben Affleck couldn't do it. I I really hope that they're gonna change their mind on Henry Cavill. I really do. I'm I really hope. Well, it sounds like the plan he, is to make a Superman uh, who is black, uh, mm-hmm. which would suggest to me Earth Two Superman, not Earth yeah, One Superman. Unless they're gonna mix up the realms. I mean, they already talked about it in. Um, in, in this movie, I think they directly referenced the multiverse, like for dark for what Darkseid was trying to do, you know, take over the multiverse. Right. I wouldn't mind like I like I, I have no issue if they want to hire uh you know a black actor, African American or uh English or whatever anybody anybody who's who's uh who's black who who they want to make Clark Kent. I don't have an issue with that. Uh, some people mm-hmm. might have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with them doing that. Uh, I think it would make for an interesting like thought experiment of like, hey, if Superman was a person of color, um, would then his adoptive parents, would you make them people of color as well? Or would you not? And how would that play a role in his upbringing uh, and different things like that? Like, I think that could be really interesting and really important for uh, a lot of younger people to see and identify with. Uh, I think that that could be cool. 
But I think if you're going to try to go with what's been in comics, you're going to get Earth 2 Superman and not mm. uh, Clark Kent, Kal-El Superman. Well, that'll be great, and I hope whatever they make uh, is good. <laughs> you know, I right. just hope whatever comes out is just not shit. Well, it's the same thing with fucking with Green Lantern. I, I mean, we're, we're getting a Baz and Jessica Cruz as a Green Lantern core TV series, I think. Mm. Um, but... You know, when you look at Green Lantern, like, again, growing up with Justice League Unlimited, you you, you kind of want to see Jon Stewart, right? Uh, but you can do you can do so many great Green Lanterns. I mean, Hal Jordan, of course, everybody would love. Even Alan Scott, if you want to do, um, if you want to do, what is it, uh, Golden Age kind of stuff, uh, mm. which, you know, Jay Garrick, Alan Scott kind of thing. Alan Scott actually is a, is, is, uh, gay comic book hero uh for dc okay. uh openly gay so that that could be interesting you know like i i'm not a person who's like we need all this representation and blah 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 but i'm just saying you know if it's there might as well use it right like yeah there, uh, there are char- like just to not to toot my own horn here but there are characters in my book where i just think like oh this character is just like you know it just based on what they've read it seems like they would go in this direction and like you know some of them end up being uh, not they they're they end up gay. The characters are gay. Some characters in my book are gay, right. and it happens. And I mean, it's really amazing, right? Like, it's just yeah. like some people in real life are gay. Holy shit! Who would imagine shit, yeah. that? Like, like, you never imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jesus. Yeah. I'm, you know, the the more the better. You know, like a lot of people like you get on the internet, roll mad at Black Panther. Blah blah. blah. Like, yeah, like who cares? Who cares? Like, like obviously, it's it's an issue when you feel like it's forced or like this kind of like yeah. weird uh, extreme people, wokeness that's like like more insulting than it is representative. Yeah, uh, and to a lot of people were saying that for the first Wonder Woman, and I was like, I didn't see that at all. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, th- th- this caused a huge rift uh, in comic book stuff, like, years ago with, like, like Ethan Van Skyver and people who started boycotting and didn't want to write anymore because they felt like all this forced uh, diversity and stuff. And it's like, it, where it comes down to me, right? It, this was There was a huge push in, like, 2014, 2015 in comics for diversity, um, mm. they, you know, they made Iceman openly gay, uh, Kamala Khan, uh, came out as Miss Marvel, uh, in 2014, uh, Sam Wilson, uh, Falcon became Captain America 2015, I think. Um, and so a lot of people started having an issue with this. I don't have an issue with it because it exists, right? Where, where I stand on it is Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. That comic book series is phenomenal. So why do I care if Miss Marvel is all of a sudden Pakistani? I don't. I just yeah. don't. Uh, is the story good? <laughs> yeah. Thing uh, uh, Mighty Thor. Uh, Jane Foster becomes Thor. It was good, so I don't have a problem with it. Yep. Sam Wilson as Captain America. I did not enjoy that comic book series at all, and I it, my justification for not liking it has nothing to do with them making Captain America black. Mm. I just didn't like it, right? And I, I didn't think it worked. But people might have liked it or whatever, so that's the fine for them. And it's the same thing. Like I don't like Kamala Khan because she's Pakistani. I like her because it's written well. Uh, uh, G. Willow Wilson did a fantastic job writing that book. Uh, mm. I-, I liked The Mighty Thor with, uh, I think Jason Aaron wrote it. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, with uh, uh, Jane Foster as Thor because it's well written. Um, I liked, uh, what was the other one? Was there another one? Uh, even Miles Morales, people people might forget Miles. He was written, he was created in 2011. 
He's not mm. part of like this whole diversity movement or whatever. Half Latino, Absolutely. half black. Miles Morales is an amazing, amazing. hero. And uh, I, I also need to say too, this goes in, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is probably one of the most unique original pieces of movie we is we've gotten in probably probably black like i'm trying to think of others aside from the m like the mcu packaged as a whole is like on its own okay that's cool because it's like you know got 20 movies behind it that's amazing right like to me there's this is like the bar this is the package right and into the spider verse is pretty much the exact to me the exact same size standing next to each other it, i could watch <laughs> the spider verse over and over and over yeah. and over again and it's just it's because a, into the oh, Spider-Verse so has so much heart to it. Yes, it, it does. It, like, you know, what's up, Danger? When he's jumping down that thing and he's taking the leap of faith, you know, and he's, like, just trusting his webs, and it's just it's yeah. fantastic. Good shit. It's really good shit, uh, and also it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Impulse like, says Ironheart as well. Ironheart's uh, an interesting one. Ironheart uh, is, oh, what's her name? Ruby? Oh, I don't remember the character's name, but uh, African-American girl who becomes Ironheart, which is essentially Iron Man, but not uh i i never read ironheart i haven't read anything to do with ironheart uh and i cannot comment on it i know there were people very upset about it uh because they're making iron man black and a woman uh ironheart is not iron man um iron man uh i think at this point in comics when ironheart came out iron man was uh gone oh where was iron man I don't remember. I know uh, Victor Von Doom was Iron Man for a port uh, at that time. Iron Man, uh, he was Superior Iron Man. Superior? Invincible Iron Man? I don't know. This is comic book stuff. It's way above my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't follow comics like you guys do. Yeah, I think it was so like 2017-ish uh, when that was happening. Uh, as a dad, the Into the Spider-Verse scenes where uh, Cop Dad is trying to reach out to Miles just hits different. Yeah, man. This is something that um, you and I, uh, Chair, we always talk about is perspective, right? Whenever we we are approaching a piece of art or anything, it's always perspective. And when when uh, this is this is even something for me, like when I see something now, hey guys, guess what? I'm married now, okay? Uh, Congratulations. So you know, like there are things that now I have this perspective since. Uh, since I've been with my now wife, uh, where my perspective is completely different than it would have been years ago. And, and I come back to, to things I watched years ago and, and watch them now and have a completely different perspective. There was something recently that that happened with, I don't remember what it was. Um, but it's just like, it, it kind of hits you differently, you know? Uh, and like, that's what impulse is saying. It, you know, what's crazy dude. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if I've told you this, but impulse and chat. I met this guy when I was 16 years old mm. and he was either in his late thirties, early forties, something like that. And he had kids uh, that were like young, like six or seven or something. And like, I remember like we, we hung out a couple years ago and his kid was about to graduate high school or just and one of them was entering high school or something. It's just like, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, it, it, and I met him at a comic book, uh, comic book and card shop. And it's, it's just amazing the people you meet at those places uh, and, like, yeah. still are either friends with or talk to or whatever. Um, yep. 
that's one thing I'm going to try and do a lot more of after I get my vaccine. Um, I'm going to try to go to Friday Night Magic at a local store a lot more just because I want to, one, I want to play more magic in general. Yeah. And two, I want to, you know, just meet people, <laughs> meet different people. Yeah. Probably for the best. Um, do we have yeah, anything yeah. else to say on the Snyder Cut before uh... we get off another? <laughs> I, so just to general wrap everything up on a scale of one to 10, even though I know arbitrary scales are stupid and ineffective, where would you put it? Uh, I would put it at probably a seven. Yeah. I, I think it was a was a vast improvement over the other one, but I don't yes. think it's like in a like the most amazing movie I've ever seen. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would put it at eight point five for me because it's coming out now with Aquaman. You know, basically all the characters aside from Batman have you know Batman has his own. Everyone knows who Batman is. At this yeah, point. one yeah, because yeah. of the you know the bat uh, the Batman Returns and Batman the Dark Knight. No, not Batman Returns. The Dark Knight series, uh, which to me again is I love those movies, all of them. Even the ones that were very good. <laughs> Even the one with Bane and Tom Hardy being weird as fuck. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I have, um, I have weird issues with that movie that yeah, people probably it's think not are very stupid. Good, but I uh, enjoy it. <laughs> no, it's just not a very good movie. That's yeah. just the problem. The, but aside from that, all the characters now, they've been kind of fleshed out. I, I, I watched the second Wonder Woman. I really wasn't a fan. I thought it was very strange. A lot of people hated it. Yeah, there's a lot it, of hate. But a lot of people hated it. It's just very, it's very strange. That's that's what it seems. That's the only way I can describe it. It's just after the first movie, and then it goes into that. So with that, um, Cyborg, you know, it doesn't have his own movie, but he again, he needs no introduction because he's really well known to certain generations just because of Teen Titans. Yeah. So that's why I would put it at an eight point five for me because I re- there were some points when I was just really compelled to sit there and I was playing. You know, I had a, it's a fucking four hour movie, so I'm not going to sit at my computer and just watch one movie. So I, you know, yeah. was playing a game while I was watching in the background, and there were some points when I would just pause the game and I would just sit there and I would be watching the movie like that again. That scene with Batman was just fucking rolling around, fucking shit up in the Batman, <laughs> dude. Yeah. That shit was badass. It was just so awesome. And then he just jumps out, steals one of the rifles and just figures it out and starts like doming all these guys. And he just kicks, kicks ass so much ass. Yeah. Ass kick. Like, uh, the roof. Impulse says, I'd say seven in a vacuum. If there's a, mm. uh, if there are payoffs in the future, it could move to 8.5. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think there will be payoffs in the future. Yeah. I, I think, here's the thing if dc and warner brothers plan to release four hour cuts of every movie from here on out go with Zack snyder because this movie shows you why it should be done uh if they plan to go back to releasing things theatrically you need to move in a new direction uh and i i think it is like you said kind of a slap in the face to not make this version canon uh because this is for all intents and purposes what a better a better a better well, version it's i think it's general. also like I, I don't think we would have got this in 2017 but i do think this was his ultimate vision if he would have been allowed to make the movie he really wanted to right back then and even with yeah. the the hindsight or whatever and being able to make changes and add things now um sure like but again i think he always had a vision for what he wanted and this is mm-hmm. it and this is what uh, should be kind of more considered canon. It's it is a slap in the face to people to say, well, it's not. And when it, yeah, and just clearly the better version that whether or not it doesn't, even if it is, even if it is hindsight, even if it is this, that there's clearly more effort put into this movie than there is into the original one that is canon. Right. That's just that's just a that's just an objective fact. 
it's four hours longer. It's two additional hours longer than the one we sat down in theaters and watched. Yeah. So it, 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 everything about this movie that makes it good, that was added and improved, just doesn't really matter in the end if it's not canon. So hopefully right. it's a decision they'll review. Hopefully people see that's a genuine issue and actually like you know genuinely advocate you know for CW to say hey look if you want to make these great movies like this is a great movie there's something good here there's something fantastic they got something set up with John Jones the Martian Manhunter they could really go far with Justice League uh, even if they do decide to go you know away from what I want to do which is just Justice League and Fif- Infinite and whatever the fuck yeah uh, Impulse uh, said uh, I'm done with Justice League for now I just want Justice League Dark. Uh, which is a thing. Uh, he also said, I don't like the nightmare scene as it is. Um, interesting. Uh, I, I thought the nightmare scene was weird. Uh, my issue with it is what, uh, what someone said on Twitter. Uh, one of someone I knew from a comic book store. It's crazy, dude. The amount of people like I know from comic book stores and stuff. And like, you know, him and I, uh, from the, from Twitter, we're not that close. Like we're cool or whatever, but we're not like super friends or whatever. Like, uh, Mm. whereas like, impulse who i like i i literally met him in a comic book store about to play a magic event and like i I, like i can't tell you like how much i appreciate impulse and like not only his support but like he he actually picked me up from work one time when my car broke down in discovery bay Mm. like he he picked me up because he worked in stockton he came all the way out there to pick me up and bring me home uh like Dude, like, it's crazy. Like, and that's why, uh, so when I started a podcast in 2014 with my other friend, Captain Hot Sauce, called Nerdy Boys Reviews, that's what we wanted to, like, that's the vibe we wanted is, like, we just want to chill and talk about the things that we love, like, like what you do when you go to a comic book store and just talk to people. Like, that's the vibe we wanted is, like, just a chill as friendly vibe, like, talking about the things we're passionate about. And also, uh, like, a serious adult conversation and taking an objective look rather than just making a bunch of spin pieces off of, like, you know, some group of 300 fans on Twitter said. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I'm really, I think, well, this is me, again, sucking my own dick here, but I, mm. I think I have a, you know, unique take on some things because I'm just off the internet most of the time. Like, right. I'm not on fa- I I don't have Facebook because I fucking hate what Facebook does to a lot of people. I'm not on Twitter because I hate what Twitter does to a lot of people. I'm only on Instagram. Because Instagram is really fun and there's a lot of really cool, interesting accounts. Like, I'm following this dude on Instagram. He's just walking across the United States from Los Angeles to New York. And he's just recording his entire journey and it's fucking crazy as shit. And, like, people are picking him up and, like, you know, he's driving, like, you know, driving in the back of trucks and stuff like that. And it's just a good old, it's a crazy time to watch. And I'm glad it exists. And that's the reason I follow Instagram. But aside from that, I'm not on any other social media platform. And it's because it's also, it's because of this people just want, are basically trying to think for you. Yeah, and, it's true. Uh, I, I think like there's a lot of that. And like, th- I see sometimes people say things, thing and I'm like, that's just kind of dumb. Or like people are just not informed or whatever. And like, but sometimes I see things that like open my eyes or it's like a different perspective. And like diversity of thought to me is very important. But uh, yeah, one of, one of the guys that he used to work at this comic book store I'd go to. Um, and he had mentioned like, this guy's a a huge Batman fan, like crazy huge Batman fan. Uh, like he has a Twitch. His, his name is Batfan916. So if you guys, (laughs) (laughs) if you guys want to follow him, you can follow Batfan, uh, underscore 916. Uh, and he's a really cool guy. Um, but he, he posted on Twitter. He's like, you know, uh, he doesn't like, um, when you try to go into the future and break the morals of your heroes. 
which is what the nightmare scene really kind of does, right? Like we're taking our mainstream Batman and our mainstream Superman and just making them super dark. And Batman is teaming up with the Joker and Deathstroke and yeah. all this shit. And it's like, it, it's kind of cool. But like for me, I don't mind that stuff if it's a different timeline, if it's a different universe, if it's something like Flashpoint or Kingdom Come or something like that is very clearly not our established universe. Uh, But I get what he's saying, but at the same time, it's Zack Snyder and Batman murdered a whole bunch of people in his quest to get revenge on Superman Superman for also murdering murdering people. people. Uh, Yeah. uh, Like... Uh, I, that's that's always been my issue with Zack Snyder's vision in the previous films is like Batman and Superman didn't really necessarily have moral compasses to begin with. Uh, just just kind of just kind of yeah, it, it was kind of a bad movie uh, <laughs> in general. A lot of people said uh, like the one thing if you could take away from this, if nothing else, is we need more Jared Leto's Joker, which. Uh, I thought he was fine. I didn't think that he was, like, extraordinary or, like, fucking amazing. But, you know, he was good. I didn't mind him. Um, and I, I liked I liked how much better he was than in the in Suicide Squad. Uh, but mm. the, I, his laugh is weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that Joker scene was kind of random. I didn't think of that was still Jared Leto because he couldn't recognize him because of the long hair. And like the laugh was just kind of dumb too, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> what else to say? Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's the lowest is the key thing. Like, not the key to saving Superman. She's the key. If you would have saved Lois, Superman wouldn't be evil and destroying the world. Like, what? Like yeah. again, Superman dies, and you make Lois Lane quit her job. Which makes no sense to me. Lois Lane dies, and you make Superman super fucking evil and hate Batman for it? Like, I thought we did the whole BVS thing already. It wasn't good then. What makes you think it would be good in the future? Mm. Like, uh, I get it. Like, the plan for Justice League 2 is Darkseid will be the villain and uh, come to Earth for the anti-life equation. And it essentially will be a f- Infinity War. He'll win, and then you'll end it, and then you'll fix it in the third Justice League movie, right? Mm. Th- that's probably the, what was uh, Zack Snyder's plan. The whole nightmare shit just, like, doesn't make much sense unless it's, like, an alternate universe, like, seeping through into this one, which it's not yeah. because Batman woke up from that nightmare and, <laughs> and, and then met Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it, it is an interesting it is an interesting thing, but um, we'll just have to wait and see where it goes. You know, as of right now, I, DC we got the um, Robert Patton movie coming, but aside from that, I don't know what else they have in the works. Especially um, after the second Wonder Woman was just such a miss with a lot of people. So they have they have uh, Black Adam in the works uh, with the Dwayne Rock. Johnson. Yeah, yep. they have Shazam two somewhat in the works. I think Helen like the the most recent news is Helen Mirren will play the villain. Uh, that mm. came out today. Um, uh, the, what's uh, the, the Suicide Squad from James Gunn is coming, which I have high hopes for because. I think James Gunn kind of excels with the quirky group of heroes, uh, yep. as evident from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's a it's a it is an interesting one. Uh, I I feel like DC really needs someone in charge who has uh, has a plan, who can execute yeah. a plan. Um, instead, what we'll probably get is a bunch of one off movies and then some weird team up movie that 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 doesn't really work yeah. because the groundwork wasn't put in uh, initially to so do you think work. they'll eventually do like just a big reboot of the entire fictional universe and trying to do something cinema in a cinematic way with a real plan do you think they could do that in the future i think i think the flash movie will establish that i think flashpoint okay. will, will will reset our universe for us um and i think it has to and and, and i've said that since flash the flash movie was supposed to come out what like two years ago or three years ago or something like uh in in here it, it just speaks again to the dysfunctionality of warner brothers in dc that the flash yeah. movie lost like three directors a couple writers they they threw out a script at one point i think they've lost actors like and it's not just that movie it's a lot of movies it's a yeah. lot of their dc projects that lose people directors writers everything else because just the studio is so dysfunctional and, like, and also it's just you have to remember that disney put out venom like that was all disney oh, wasn't it like, no it was sony but okay sony put either way they put out venom you know and it was okay it was entertaining to watch and like just they can just put out a movie like that with no problem and just watching see the watching warner brothers just fall flat on their fucking face every single right. time is embarrassing again the it one really movie is. The one movie they said, this is not DCU canon, we don't give a mm. shit what you do with this movie, is the best one, Joker. Yep. Like, yep. it just is, by miles, the best one. Not only box office-wise, but it's just a, a better movie, and it's because we don't, we don't pigeonhole it into this superhero comic book movie. We don't we don't get our hands all in there trying to make sure that it's, you know, more like the like Marvel movies or more like this or 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 whatever because we want to try our best to make it a box office success. I think Warner Brothers said this movie will probably have a budget of like um 2 million dollars and it'll make mm. like 10 million and we'll be happy. Like it's it's just like an indie film for us. And the movie made over a billion dollars. Yep. And, and, and like, is that the way to see? Honestly, just hope just for the best. You just compare that. You just compare it yeah. with with the 2017 Justice League, that had a 600 million dollar budget and made 540 million dollars worldwide. Like you lost 60 million dollars on this movie, and look how many people's hands were in the pot. Look at all mm. the people trying to influence the outcome. Look at all the people saying cut this and add this and reshoot this and do that and do like it's a fucking nightmare. And DC slash Warner Brothers and their movies have been like that for a long time. And, and it sucks. One day they can get it together. <laughs> it sucks because people love DC comics. DC, I love DC, and I and I, it's not even because of the comics, just because I just grew up watching Justice League. I grew up remember watching super heavy scenes when a hawk when Hawk Girl basically kills Solomon Grundy in like the super intense emotional scene. It's shit like that and the Martian Manhunter dealing with the loss of his family and these aliens that like melt people. You know, cra- crazy awesome shit like that. They just can't they just refuse to do. And it's <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um I kinda gotta go though. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little tired. No <laughs> But it was yeah. fun. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good discussion. I uh, appreciate Impulse yeah. for all his uh, 
uh, input and chat and everything. Uh, and anybody who's who's watching or has been watching, um, yeah. really appreciate. Uh, yeah, we'll have more fun discussions like this. Uh, there's always more to say. Uh, but overall, the Snyder Cut is an improvement over the 2017 version. Uh, and with all the drama and bullshit surrounding not only this one, but the 2017 one and, and all the stuff in between, it's it's good to just be able to focus on the positives of getting a four-hour movie that didn't necessarily feel like it was four hours. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a step in the right direction. Obviously mm. not for Warner Brothers, though, because they're not going to continue on with this. So uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully Warner Brothers sorts out their shit and... Yeah. Um, we gets, get a reboot. Puts, we get some good actors. We get a good writer. We get a good director. They make a so they they make DC, the DC movies we all want to see. Well, it's Martian Manhunter turning into something and beating something. It's something <laughs> that you and I really discussed about uh, why the Mandalorian was so much better than the sequel trilogy, and it's mm. because Kathleen Kennedy put the right people in charge of it. Right? Yeah. Overall, like uh, uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni were the right people. They were put in charge. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. They're passionate about it. They made good movies. Uh, I think the opposite happened with the sequels. Like it's just the wrong people running the boats and too yeah. many uh, different ones, right? And uh, that's what's that's that's the problem with DC. They're they're putting the wrong people in charge, and then everybody wants to be uh, you know what, what's the saying? Uh, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, or whatever. I don't know if that's racist yeah. to say now. I too don't many, know. too many. There's just too, too many, many chefs in the in kitchen. The, yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen. That's it. That's what we'll leave it with. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Chair. Much love. Uh, first episode here on the Nerd Ledger. The Nerd and Ledger. stay tuned yep. for more. Peace out.